Welcome to the Leadership Lowdown. You've tuned in to the Michigan Business Network, and I'm Vic Versero. So glad you joined us today and glad to have with us a guest out of Novi, Michigan. His name is Dewey Steffen, and he is the founder and CEO and Chief Investment Officer for Great Lakes Wealth. Dewey, welcome to our show. Well, Vic, thanks for having me, and it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, you know, I, I it's always funny because you, know, you, 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 uh, you get that question or that comment where somebody says, you know, I've heard a lot about you, and you, you kind of go, oh boy, is that good or bad, right? But I've had some, uh, some good folks, Mike Sullivan, one of them, that has said some great things about you, and so uh, I've really been looking forward to a chance to sit down and talk to you about your world and uh, kind of how you got to your pinnacle of success and some other things. So uh, I'm glad you could join us. We carved it out of a busy day for you, so i um, glad you're here. But be- while we get into the story, why don't you tell us, if you would, a little bit about, about um, uh, your organization and what it is exactly that you head up and lead? Uh, sure. Happy to do that. Um, I'm the CEO uh, and Chief Investment Officer at Great Lakes Wealth, which you mentioned, and we are a registered investment advisory firm here. Uh, we're actually located in Northville, Michigan. Novi's right next door and a wonderful neighbor of ours. Um, and uh, with that, we have a, a mission statement of uh, providing Wall Street solutions with Main Street values to our clients and the communities we serve. Mm-hmm. So we try to bridge the investing gap from those that are on Main Street to those who really you know, want to invest using Wall Street. So yeah. we're a neighborhood firm, but we have actually a global reach. We have clients in over 20 states <laughs> and in several countries outside of uh, the United States. Wow, that's great. Now, how many years have you been at that? I don't want to give away any military secrets on your age or anything, but uh, have you been doing this for a while? I had. This is probably right around my 25th year in the business. Wow. I started in Metro Detroit. And I worked at a firm in Bloomfield Hills right out of school that's no longer around. But then I moved to Comerica Securities and worked there for a few years. That's the investment arm over at Comerica Bank. And then I moved to uh, Smith Barney, which is now part of the Morgan Stanley uh, franchise. And then from uh, 2007 until 2016, I led a team at UBS located in uh, Farmington Hills, Michigan. And then on uh, July 1st, 2016, my business partner and our director, if you will, of operations, we uh, you know, respectfully d- d- uh, resigned our position. And that afternoon, we opened up Great Lakes Well. Oh, wow, man. Went off on a new direction, huh? How about that? Well, when you, uh, when, uh, reason why I asked the question about how many years you've been at this, one of the things that I think is, is noteworthy, in, I think especially in all business, but especially yours, um, there's ups and downs you've got to live through. And I, I, I think about some of these guys that are in your world that haven't been through really tough times or moments that really uh, are, are quite defining in our, in our nation's uh, history in terms of the financial world. Um, you've seen a few of those ups and downs, haven't you? Certainly, right? And uh, what you, you're alluding to is really what happened last March. I mean, that was certainly unprecedented, and we're still digging out you know, from that in so many ways. But as that was going on, um, you know, they say you need to learn from history and certainly you know, learn from those around you that um, have, a, have an opinion and a point of view. And so we really took this COVID uh, pandemic crisis, and we looked back to 2008 and 2000 to 2002. Those are ones that I did live through. So I started with those, then went back to other uh, crises 
prior to kind of gauge and uh, you know specific to what we do with, with investing um, again it's those long-standing uh, cliches or mm. um, you know mode of operandi that you know really rang true again this year yeah. stay invested buy low don't panic right be patient so yeah. that uh, those things serve you well and um, they did this time as well well one of the things I noticed that you know especially in in somebody like yourself that's dealing with financial issues for most people you know there's there's very few things that that strike um, such emotion um, you know politics um, uh, religion and and people's pocketbooks <laughs> you know those those are pretty lightning strike moments and when you're dealing with investing for people on their behalf and you're working with them on trying to get them to their goals and everything else you've got to to bump into that emotional moment and part of what makes probably your organization work so well is you take some of the emotion out of that and try to try to deal with logic is that right Absolutely. Um, I mean, the role of an advisor is to do that, right? Whether it's an advisor to uh, the president or an advisor, you know, to a board of directors or an advisor to a, uh, you know, a wealth management client. So that's what your responsibility is, is to advise. You may not have a crystal ball, but you certainly um, have been a student of your craft and you um, have to be able to, uh, you know, provide that advice, right? That's where the word comes from. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, um, this is, I'm really looking forward to visiting with you in some detail today, Dewey, because I think there's a lot of advice, a lot of uh, uh, takeaways that we're going to get and have a chance to uh, to learn from today. So we're glad you tuned in to the Michigan Business Network. We're glad you tuned in to Leadership Lowdown. We're going to go away and pay some bills right now, but we'll be right back with Dewey Stefan. So hold on. Sinair has been advancing communities and providing opportunities for people in Michigan for more than 25 years. Through lending, investments, and the creation of homes and jobs, Sinair has made a combined $7 billion impact on the communities they serve. Learn more at www.sinair.com. You've tuned in to Michigan Business Network. This is Vic Verschow here on the Leadership Lowdown. So glad to have with us today Dewey Stephan, who is the founder, CEO, and chief investment officer for Great Lakes Wealth. And where there's a lot of time, um, uh, it's uh, so stunning to me how quickly these little segments go. But I have to tell you, as we get started, I probably want to want to make sure we go back to the beginning. So Dewey, when you when you think about uh, where this all began, um, I think probably some of us want to take some time. And tune into your podcast you've got a you've got your own podcast tell us a little bit about that and i want to hear about episode one well thanks vic uh for that um and that's you know kind of how we became um introduced so the producer of our podcast is this one and only mike sullivan and his company brand 25 and my co-host is his business partner uh kyle uh Bogey. And uh, so through this COVID crisis that we just talked about in our first segment, uh, I sat down with Mike and Kyle and we decided together that to give information to the community about what to do um, in financial matters, uh, a podcast was a way to do it. And so we talked about it. And again, this is when the world is really, you know, collapsing around us. So yeah. it wasn't just like we had nothing else to do, but <laughs> we forged uh, forward 
Bird, and uh, we had our first episode uh, released on June 2nd. Ah, congratulations. <laughs> yep, so the podcast is, uh, you know, six months old, and these guys, you know, they're intellectual dynamos, right, Vic? You oh, know that. true. It's, they're great, great men. They, yeah, they came up with a wonderful title, and uh, I'm, I'm kind of tongue-in-cheek. The title of the podcast is What Do We Do, right? A play on my name. <laughs> I love so it. we're... Uh, a little embarrassed when when we heard it at first, but uh, now we're we're proud of uh, you know the kind of the uh, I don't know the the way it. Uh, oh heavens, talking. yes, it's memorable and, and and pretty cool. So tell me about episode one because there's some really uh, great gems in there. I think that you uh, you can share with us. Well, thank you. Um, you know, we started off. Kyle just asked me the question, you know, what, where's your genesis? Where did you come from? And uh, so I just talked about my upbringing, right? And uh, one of the most important people, you know, in my life um, is my mom, right? And where did I get my inspiration uh, to get into the field that I got into? And really, it all started with her. Uh, my mom was a woman who, uh, back in the 60s, was breaking glass ceilings before that was even a term, right? <laughs> right. She's an amazing lady that uh, um, uh, divorced her husband at a, at a uh, you know, right after my sister and I were born. But prior to that, she lost both of her parents before she was 18. She went ahead and went to Appalachian State in North Carolina for an undergraduate degree. And she went year round and graduated in three years. Oh my! And so she was just barely 20 years old. And she got a job teaching high school biology, uh, you know, in greater Charlotte, North Carolina. So here's a young woman who, you know, sadly doesn't have parents who's 20 years old, and she's teaching, you know, 18 year olds uh, <laughs> biology, right? Wow. So fast forward to she was able to land a job with the um, with the uh, uh, Department of Defense. And so she spent, you know, I don't know, 10 plus years with the Department of Defense and um, and traveled the world. And, uh, you know, she met my father. They had uh, a child, me. And actually, I was born overseas at a, a military army base in northern Italy. They were both working for the government. And then uh, my father was from Michigan. So uh, they moved back here to uh, Michigan so that he could get his uh, undergrad degree up at Michigan Tech. He was an engineer. She, uh, again, she's so amazing. She said, well, honey, you know, we're married. We have this young boy. Boy Dewey, I'll go with you up there, and while you're doing your undergrad, I'll just go ahead and uh, get my master's. Why oh, not? Wow. <laughs> so, raising a young boy, getting her master's, they also uh, delivered my uh, sister up there. So mm. here she is. She's now got two children and a master's, and uh, they moved down here to uh, Greater Detroit to the Livonia area. Uh, their marriage ended up not working out, so uh, you know my father unfortunately just decided to you know be one of those deadbeat dads and just take off and left. Mm. Um, my mom, who's from North Carolina, up here in Metro Detroit with two young children. And so she just, again, you know, adversity builds character, right? So she just continued to uh, do what she has to do. She got a uh, teaching position at Schoolcraft College in Livonia, and that kind of uh, set the stage for our roots here. She then realized that the best way that uh, young children could get it, uh, an education uh, will serve them well later. So she moved us ultimately to Birmingham, Michigan for the public schools, uh, knowing that, uh, you know, that would be a good start for us uh, amongst anything else. So she then uh, went ahead and got a PhD. She went to Wayne State University and got a PhD in microbiology. Oh, no kidding. So as I was growing as a young man, I just got to see her um, just, you know, develop 
um, a skill set of independence, but also resilience and ultimately success. Well, and she, she just sounds kind of gritty, you know, in terms of of uh, bring it on. I'm I'm going to take it from here. And so, did she impart some of the um, uh, desire to learn, um, like she had, off to you and your and your sister? Well, so much, right? So, I mean, there were always microscopes in our house. And again, we, you know, (laughs) we're uh, very much, um, you know, middle income, a middle uh, American family. And so I just saw her struggles, though. I saw that uh, in the, you know, in the community of Birmingham, it's known as a higher economic uh, town. I saw that we didn't have the things that some of my friends had or my, you know, the neighbors had and whatnot. So I was always curious about that. And, you know, she said there's uh, those that teach and that those that, uh, you know, can earn. And so she uh, was a teacher. And then it just dawned on me, maybe I should be an earner, right? <laughs> so, uh, so I've been blessed to have a lot of the uh, uh, knowledge and science that was just... Absolutely. You know, well, we're great. blessed to have you here, Dewey, and, and really blessed to hear this story. I'm so uh, looking forward to unpacking the rest of it. Thanks so much for being with us. Thanks for tuning in to the Michigan Business Network and to tune in to the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Vershero. We'll be right back. The attorneys of Foster Swift, Collins & Smith offer legal counsel to businesses, families, individuals, and municipalities throughout Michigan with offices in Lansing, Farmington Hills, Grand Rapids, Detroit, Marquette, and Holland. Clients know they can count on Foster Swift for all their legal needs, from straightforward wills to sophisticated business transactions and complex litigation. Learn more about Foster Swift and how they can assist you at fosterswift.com. You found the Leadership Lowdown here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Versero today with Dewey Steffen, and he is the founder and CEO and chief investment officer of Great Lakes uh, Wealth. And so, Dewey, in this last segment, I just really love the the, the what I call grit with your mother and some of the great things that she, that she taught you along the way. Um, that had to be profound. And for a young man to have somebody, when, when did you come to the point when you truly appreciated um, the values and the um, the integrity and different things that your mom was instilling in you and demonstrating. Was that something you knew while you're living it, or did it take a while and a little maturity? Well, again, I think it takes a while, a little maturity, right? And so you are a product of your environment to the degree that you want to engage. And so, as I was saying uh, just before in the last segment, you know, she was a, a learner, right? So you're either learning or you're earning, and hopefully you can really do both. But I ended up, um, you know, getting a job at Birmingham Country Club as a caddy, and I was surrounding myself with these very successful businessmen and women, and um, you know had a had a community then around me that um, you know uh, served the purpose of being you know a, a community of surrogate fathers, if yeah, you will, yeah. Um, uh, father figures, and so that really encouraged me to you know pursue passions, and whether that was. Uh, you know, in finance or also, you know, in golf, I was a, a junior golfer and with the uh, help of uh, Carl Payton, the head pro there at the time, along with uh, the two uh, assistant pros, Jeff Roth and Ken Allard, you know, they really helped uh, push my golf game to where I ended up, um, you know, foregoing some other um, college, um, um, you know, university choices to actually go to Schoolcraft College in Livonia. 
and captain the men's golf team. Um, and then that, you know, set the stage for later in life to just understanding, I guess, what it's like to be a leader or to have to just, um, you know, go through the ups and downs of life and um, all that it brings your way. Yeah, well, you know, the ups and downs is something because as you were as you're sharing your, your personal story there, it just reminds me that, you know, along the way there had to be some people pouring into you because, you know, how many tragedy, uh, tragic situations do we see where we've got a single parent that's trying to do the best they can and there's no um, mother figure there or there's no father figure and there's kind of a big uh, gap and the and the young man or the young woman falls into into different trouble um, because they don't have some of the right mentoring there had to have been some some people uh, beyond uh, that wonderful mother of yours that that actually helped you grow were there any coaches uh, related to your to your time or maybe some of that time at the country club that that gave you some um, pearls of wisdom that 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 you walked away with and still have today. Yeah, that's great. And as I mentioned, you know, the three um, main um, figures at the Birmingham Country Club, you know, was the head pro and the two assistant pros at the time. And I spent a lot of time there. Certainly some of the members there as well. Um, they encouraged me to, again, um, be successful. And as I ended up, you know, graduating, I ended up graduating from the University of Michigan Dearborn. And as I graduated and started a degree, uh, or with my degree in finance, and then went into the investment world, you know, some of the members there uh, reached out and just, you know, we're supportive. And, and in this community there, you know, Jake Balliard is one, Dave Provost is another, gentleman named Alto Cat is another, but there's just countless, so I'd hate to leave. Yeah, somewhere. right, right. <laughs> you know, but as it goes, and then again, back to the family, um, my mom, um, uh, her her sister, you know, married a, a gentleman who is a, a businessman of the year down in North Carolina back in the day. So my uncle Rick was the earner. So I was able to have, you know, my mom be the learner, and then another family member who I could just watch be the, you know, the successful businessman. So again, whoever's listening out there, just always keep your eyes open and your ears open, and um, pay attention to all those around you that can, um, you know, motivate you and that can mentor you. Well, you know, I love that, and thank you, Dewey, for that. But I, I and I'm, I'm wondering about when you say earners and learners. Um, uh, tell me, tell me about. Um, some of the striking differences between those two, because um, because you know I I have always been been taught you know boy you gotta you gotta you know be a reader readers are leaders and and uh, all the other things you got to keep learning all the time so tell me tell me your thoughts in terms of the differences in those two and how maybe you blend them together. Well, you know, again, a, a learner right is someone that you can. Um, learn from or that can teach you it depends on what side of the table you're on so mm -hmm. that takes money out of the equation but in this society you know money is important so you have to have really both uh, you know uh, and a balance of both is really ideal but you know again having uh, coaches right having again mentors if you're in a situation and you're a parent that you can't you know, complete your family with the dynamics of not having a mom or not having a dad or, you know, not being able to teach them how to throw a baseball the correct way or to, you know, do whatever it is, then again, find someone who can teach them. Mm. And in every community, you don't have to go pay, you know, big money for private coaches. Every community has uh, rec centers, and there are so many people out there that would love to, you know, uh, donate their time and are valuable resources. And then on the earning side, those are the ones that can teach you, especially in this environment, how to, you know, make your retirement the best it can be, how to be successful and business or make money, whatever that is. And right now, 
no, no, you know, there's a big disconnect between the stock market price and unemployment in America, right? Mm, so yeah. you really kind of have to balance both and ask questions. And then I'll always just say this, Vic, you can always go to the What Do We Do podcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> both there also. <laughs> well played. I love it. Thanks so much, Dewey. And thanks for tuning in to the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown with Vic Vercherow. We're going to go pay some bills and come right back. And come right back. You can listen to the Michigan Business Network on SoundCloud, iTunes, on the smartphone app, and on its website at www.michiganbusinessnetwork.com. Welcome back to Leadership Lowdown here on the Michigan Business Network. So glad you tuned in. I'm Vic Vercherow, and our guest today, of course, is Dewey Steffen. He is the founder, CEO, and chief investment officer of Great Lakes Wealth. And and Dewey, as we got going here, I, I just think about, you know, um, I got so much respect and awe for people like you in the business that you're in because uh, it is a, it's a high trust business where you have to have integrity. There's no room for people that... that uh, uh, work in the gray areas, get them out of the business as soon as you can. Um, but uh, there are some moments when life gets real tough, especially in this investment um, uh, genre and era. And so I just want to, I guess I'd like to stop for a second and see if there's some times when you were punching through to try to make it and um, and things got tough. And did you ever uh, question whether you're in the right spot or were there people that, that uh, helped you along the way? Tell me about that. Uh, sure, Vic, I'll be happy to. And I, I always say a uh, simple, you know, uh, quote, if you will, of adversity builds character mm. and character manifests success, right? Mm. So just as, you know, play the cards you're dealt is one that my business partner used to say all the time. And that's actually a good segue into answering your question. So, you know, I was a um, uh, senior level employee here locally at UBS back in the you know, post 2009, 2010, and recovery. So, you know, that was a very challenging time, um, you know, for anybody in the business, investors and um, the advisors, because uh, investment banks uh, had failed and no one knew it was the financial crisis. So that was really, you know, deep down in it in 08 and 09. And uh, these these segments are not uh, long enough for me really, really to go through all of, you know, mm-hmm. all of the right. challenges of 08 and 09. But fast forward, to uh, me in 2014, 2015, talking to my business partner and saying, you know, I really think we can provide what we're doing here at UBS. I think we can really provide it with less fee and a little bit more, um, you know, uh, touching of the hand, if you will, um, and turn it up a notch by going out on our own and, um, you know, starting our own business. So, you know, he looked at me like I was crazy. Right. Crazy. <laughs> what are you crazy. thinking? We both have corner offices here. What are, we, yeah. what are you talking right. about? And I said, no, I mean, we just have to really, we want to be really giving to our community. We want to offer Wall Street solutions with the values of Main Street. And so with that, uh, we did open our doors in 2016. As I said, well, here's some more adversity. Uh, We basically opened our doors and, you know, we wanted to uh, start with our, maybe our current, um, 
relationships coming and joining us and wanting to you know continue the the journey that we had started with them at UBS or prior. So we got here and opened our doors and we were very well received um, in the community and it was great. We were off to a good start. Well, my business partner then let me know almost immediately that he was diagnosed with terminal cancer. Oh no! And right, so he's. 40 years old, has a wife and three young children, and he's been told he has less than a year to live. And we just opened our doors, you know, 30 days prior. And so it's like, hello, I'm the chief investment officer. You're the chief operating officer. You can't die because you have to operate this place so I can invest, you know, for our clients. So, um, you know, he uh, he was called home, um, you know, to God and, and heaven and, uh, uh, November of 2017. Oh, so uh, we lost him just over a year of us opening our doors. And so we had to, uh, you know, survive. And then we just decided that we don't want to just survive, we want to thrive. So we really then took, uh, you know, that punch to the gut and that um, moment of devastation, not only for us here and our clients and, you know, his responsibilities here, but with his family and making sure, again, that it does go deeper, you know, than just the money of Wall Street. It does go to the family and the community. So so we, we had, you know, three employees the day we opened, myself, my business partner, who's now deceased, and then our uh, director of operations, Carmela Easton. And, uh, you know, then uh, here we are, go through the story fast. We're now uh, nine employees. Oh. <laughs> and we've been in business four and a half years. Uh, in 2019, wealthmanagement.com uh, ranked us uh, as one of the Thrive Award winners for one of the fastest growing wealth management firms in the country. Um, and so we're just very proud of um, our efforts. And as I always say, back to the podcast. We're just getting started. No, I love it. <laughs> That's so cool. Well, you know, and, and man, you, the I didn't know the background on your partner. I'm a, uh, my condolences on that. Um, you don't start businesses um, um, with somebody that you either don't have a tremendous relationship with or um, need as a partner to, to accent the other part of the things you don't bring to the table. That must have been devastating, and that had to be a real uh, gut check right then. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, many of the relationships that we um, have, and I would imagine many of our clients are listening to this. So, again, a big shout out, if you will, to our clients and our friends that are listening. Hello and thank you. And I'm just excited to be on your show, Vic. Um, but with that, sure, we had relationships that didn't really know me that well. They knew uh, Michael Hartman, my partner, and then yeah. you know, he was their primary contact. So all of a sudden, you know, they took a leap of faith to leave uh, the relationship at UBS to start one here. And then we have to tell them that, hey, by the way, um, you know, you're going to not be able to work with Michael anymore because he's going to be working on surviving, you know, whatever time he had left. So I'm going to be your main man. I'm going to be our, you know, there was no other team at that point. It was Carmelo, myself, and <laughs> as, an admin. So, as they say, the, the bench was pretty empty, right? <laughs> That's kind of yeah, where right. it was at. So, well, so I got to tell you, Dewey, there's, it's just so exciting to hear the rest of the story and the way you punch through and really have, have come out thriving. And that's really what, what we want to talk about in the next segment. Thanks so much for, uh, for being here, Dewey, and sharing the story. Thanks for tuning in to the Leadership Lowdown. We'll be right back.
Now hiring? Capital Area Michigan Works can assist you with your hiring needs, all at no cost. From large-scale hiring assistance to locating the right candidate for a hard-to-fill position, Capital Area Michigan Works is your resource. We offer creative solutions from career fairs to on-the-job training grants and scholarship programs to make sure you have the best and brightest employees. Visit our website at www.camw.org to learn more about how we can assist your business with its hiring needs. Thanks for tuning in to the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown with our special guest today, Dewey Steffen, who is the founder and CEO and chief investment officer of Great Lakes Wealth. And I have to tell you, I, I you kind of uh, shocked me a little bit when you when you shared with me, Dewey, that you'd lost your business partner. But you know, um, uh, one of the things that's interesting to me is that is that you go into business with people or you have partners because they fill you out, they complete you in other ways and in areas that maybe you're not as good in and you can complement each other. And I'm sure that's what your partner did for you. But now you find yourself all alone in business. Um, uh, how did you deal with that? Were there, did, were there other people you, you went to that, that came around you at that time or maybe offered you advice? So tell me about that time. Sure, absolutely. I mean, we all need mentors. We all need coaches, right? And that's the whole, we used to say Tiger Woods, he even has a, a coach, yeah, right? right? And so I, I've been blessed. I've been in this community of greater Detroit, you know, since, uh, you know, I don't know, since I was five years old, give or take. And so um, I believe in just being a good uh, citizen and I believe in uh, communication. And so with that, you know, once this happened, I immediately went through, you know, my phone, um, if you will, to see who in there um, I could turn to. We had legal questions about the ownership structure here. I wanted to make sure that absolutely um, his wife and children were taken care of. I also couldn't put the firm at risk. I needed to understand all these things that were way outside of my wheelhouse. Right. And so I turned to um, a very good friend, um, you know, who was a mentor of mine in the community, and he was able to just counsel me in terms of, you know, the legalities of this sort of thing. And then there's another businessman here in the community that, uh, you know, I asked for some time, and he gave me all the time in the world to explain what I should do and what I should focus on. And, you know, for these two individuals, one on the legal and one on the uh, business management, if you will, this was, you know, small potatoes. <laughs> they do 10 times, 10 times this. And so I knew I was going to the right people. Yeah. They not only, you know, spared time, they actually gave me time and uh, it actually made all the difference in the world. So and, uh, both of those individuals, I actually still have a quarterly uh, call or a coffee or lunch with and it's just again to give updates and i look to them uh to continue to grow again we are we're just getting started here we have some goals in the next 10 years and i absolutely vic i'm going to need your help i'm going to need all your listeners help and i'm going to need these two individuals i'm definitely going to need their help that's so cool well you know and dewey what 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 you 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 brought about something here i just want to spend a little extra time on and so um whatever you call it it really doesn't matter but but the the label i i have been accustomed to is a personal board of directors and what what you just shared with me is kind of the uh, hopefully a, a great takeaway for anybody that hasn't heard that expression because all, no, nobody does it alone period it, I don't care how uh, wonderful they think they've done 
done it. Somebody along the way has poured into them. And when I think about um, a personal board of directors moment, that's that's not where you ask somebody formally but to be on your board or to formally have a meeting or anything else. It's it's when you picked up the phone and said, Jerry, I gotta I gotta talk to you. Uh, man, I'm, my wheels are coming off. I need to know what what your thoughts are on X, Y, and Z. And they'll take that time and sincerely pour into you. That's a that's a member of your personal board of directors. And it sounds like that's a, a fantastic thing that was a wonderful gift at a time when you kind of needed it the most. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. And as an adult, uh, as a business owner, you can certainly call it a, a board of directors. But no matter who it is, wherever they are in life, you need to have your board of directors. Mm-hmm. And that is whether it's you trying to finish school, you trying to uh, accomplish climbing a mountain, whatever it is, you need to have you know those people you can turn to um, in you know, a challenging time. And again, what when they say your door is always open, um, your door is always closed. So you need to find those people where their door is always open. And, you know, um, whether it's those cliches of, you know, don't burn bridges or, you know, a friend in need is a friend indeed, whatever the cliches yeah, right, are sure. that fit the narrative, you really have to have, a, you know, you're only, the, the community is only as strong as its weakest link. And, you know, you need to pull up those that um, you know you can help when you can help so be a mentor and when you have questions and struggles be a mentee yeah well gosh i gotta tell you dewey that's inspirational me i i'm thinking about the life you just shared where you, whether you're at the golf course as a young man bright-eyed rushing working hard and people pouring into you at the time going son let's uh you know do walk the straight line and do some great things you had somebody like that you had a time when you needed it the most um you had some other people along the way it, it just it's just inspiring to me when i think about um the fact that that uh there's an opportunity and i gotta believe if your phone rang right now um and uh there was a young person that was entering into your your uh, career path um that you wouldn't look at him as competition you'd probably look at him as somebody that needed a break just like the young dewey did Absolutely. And you know what else we would do? If they're going into finance, I'd, uh, I'd uh, give them an application and see if they want to apply to help us grow our team. Right? There you so, go. Sit down right here, right? <laughs> so it's, yeah. So it's kind of tongue in cheek and kidding, but no, absolutely. Right. I mean, the, the, you know, the children are our future. And yeah. so whether that, uh, again, is a cliche or not, it's the truth. So if you're not helping to, you know, um, make legacy of yourself or to just bring the next generation up. I'm blessed to have three beautiful children. I have uh, two nieces. Um, the community around me um, grows every day. And, um, you know, you, again, give back. That's, I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Um, I love it. Well, you're giving back today, Dewey. Thanks so much for that. I appreciate that. A lot of people taking notes today on our conversation with Dewey Stefan. And thanks for tuning in to the Michigan Business Network here on the Leadership Lowdown. We'll be right back. Hi, this is George Blaha, and let's talk Treetops Resort. In my off-season from announcing, I love to play golf, and every year I take my annual golf out into Treetops. Why? Well, it starts with world-class golf in a breathtaking setting, but there is a lot more. From the relaxed atmosphere, great food, great beers, and the newly renovated rooms. And Treetops is more than a round of golf. It's a great weekend, and Barry Owens and his staff make Treetops the friendliest place around. What are you waiting for? Call 888-TREETOPS or go to Treetops
This is the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Vershero here on the Leadership Lowdown. And, of course, Dewey Stefan uh, is doing a great job for us today as he's uh, unpacking his role as founder, CEO, and chief investment officer for Great Lakes Wealth. And, of course, uh, learning all kinds of great things about uh, the wonderful path you've taken. And, of course, you know, you've got uh, – I mentioned earlier that nobody does it alone. There's a lot of people that that you probably want to give a nod to. Um, when I think about uh, folks in your in your uh circle. Uh, tell me about some of the people that mean the most to you. Well, we call it family, right, Vic? And you have a family, and I certainly have a family. My family is your immediate family, and then those others that are in your community that you call family, right? And we'll say fun things like brother from another mother or something like that. Sure. Right? So, And it could be a fraternity brother, whatever it is, a sister, um, you know, from wherever past. So with that, um, you know, my current uh, family extends beyond uh, my children and, and those that are directly uh, related to me. But I'm going to give a big shout out to my family at the Detroit Athletic Club. Those are where a lot of my conversations now take place. And so with, within the, D- the DAC, you have uh, the Bowlers, you have the Beavers, you have the Black Ballers. And those are three big organizations known as the Three Bs. And within there and other uh, parts of the club, you know, it's 3,000 members strong. And oh, this wow. is where I go when I need some uh, counsel and some, uh, you know, some encouragement. Mm, that's neat. It's 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 always good to be a sense of belonging, and of course, you know that that brings up the whole conversation of community. And when you think about community, I know that uh, based on my conversations with Mike Sullivan and some of the other uh, background I've seen, uh, uh, you do a lot for the community. I think you you um, uh, do some work with Beaumont. Is that true? Uh, yes, I do some work at Beaumont. I am a, a, a currently a trustee at Beaumont Health. Wow. So as an ambassador uh, in the community uh, for uh, Beaumont, um, we're happy to, you know, spread the message of health and wellness, right? So yeah. along those lines, we've also spent a lot of our time and our resources, including financial, to help not just Beaumont, but the entire, you know, community around us since, uh, you know, this devastation known as COVID-19. Yeah, right, right. Well, and, and, and of course, you know, it's come out through this entire conversation we've had today, Dewey, about um, community. And so uh, you found a lot of uh, pretty neat ways to, uh, to serve the community. I don't want to, I don't want to uh, squeeze you too hard there because some of that's kind of private and things you just do. But are there some favorite uh, uh, charities and organizations and ways that you're serving the community that that you want other people to know about? Uh, Yes, that'd be great, Vic. And I'll try to go fast because there's so many and there's so many organizations that, you know, um, have a need. But uh, most recently, um, and this is where you can tie business into giving back and business to community and, and learning and earning, right? So all these can be intertwined. So as we were just surviving COVID-19 as a firm, we decided to pivot and we decided to be, um, you know, expanding rather than contracting and not laying anyone off, but growing and, and trying to figure out what tomorrow holds. So besides the podcast, we also went on some campaigns here at the office where um, in the spring, we actually had a, a campaign from, I think, you know, middle of April through the end of June where new clients or current clients that added, we would, um, that new money would not have a, um, a management fee associated 
to it with up to a year. So it encouraged people just to add money to their accounts to buy low, right? So <laughs> that was a, the, the precipice of in the fall that just ended December 31st. In Q4, we announced that we were going to be charging our normal fee for any money that came in. But any of that money that came in between, you know, um, October 1st through December 31st, all the money that came in from current clients or new clients, we were going to take the 2021 fee associated with that. So this whole year fee that's just starting, we were going to take half of that fee that those uh, clients were, you know, paying our firm, and we're going to donate it to a charity <laughs> of their, you know, choosing. So it was our fee to your charity wow. was kind of promotion. And uh, I'm going to, yeah, you go to our website to see the charities that uh, have been chosen. Uh, but we, you know, we, we've, we've raised tens of thousands of dollars in a very short period of time. And it's all going, you know, to our local community. And uh, we're so fired up to have done it. And, um, you know, it's just Part of giving back. Well, and that's incredible, you know. And and, and of course, you mentioned, uh, and I'm I'm going to run us out of time here. But you mentioned um, your organization. How do, how do people get in get in touch with you, and and where do they go? Tell us about uh, reaching out to your organization or to you personally. Yeah, sure. Uh, Great Lakes Wealth. Dot us um, is our website. Uh, please, when you go there, you know there's a about us uh, tab on that, but and who we are. See our employees. I mean, team is the acronym we use around here, you know, which is together everyone achieves more. And so, um, you know, I'm glad to be the ambassador for our firm today talking to you, but it's really about our team and our colleagues. And so uh, that's number one. Go there and see who we are. And then once you do that, then you can understand what we do. Yeah. And so if uh, you go and you want to see um, the investment acumen that we have, um, our charitable endeavors are on there, our commitment to community is all over over the place. So again, for any potential, you know, investors out there, just remember we are Wall Street solutions with Main Street values, but if you're also someone who might be looking to get into this field or someone who's unhappy at their current, um, you know, firm, feel free to reach out. We're always looking for good people to join our tremendous team. That's really cool. Well, thanks for joining us today. I I I took a lot of notes and I and you just make me smile, Dewey. I I can't wait to meet you in person. Well, I appreciate that, Vic. As we always say, we're just getting started. There you go. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, we're just wrapping up here on the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. Can't thank you enough, Dewey, for joining us. Can't thank you enough for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time.